It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Well, you know when there's a little George Jones coming in on the way in, that means the man is in the house. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It is one of my favorite times of the year. The NFL is right around the corner, so we're going to dive into all sorts of NFL talk. The debut of the third season of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty here uh, in studio. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Coach, what's up, my man? How you living? Coulter, let's rock and roll. What some? There's a great deal of an excitement around the Montana Grizzlies. And then, and then you know, Lindsay and I, my wife, we're going to hop into the truck and get to Fargo, North Dakota to see the Bison play Maine at home. Well, this should be fun. Um, Coach Marty's son, uh, Bobby Cade, he coaches there at North Dakota State. Other son, Sky, coaches at Columbia. So we'll always be giving you updates on what's going on with those two schools. But they're in the FCS, so... Uh, of interest to people around the state of Montana, certainly, and uh, also just of interest to us. I know what happened in the NDSU game. Uh, they looked they looked like North Dakota State playing against Eastern Washington. Uh, Eastern hung around a little bit, but uh, pretty powerful performance by the Bison. They they rolled Eastern Washington. Yeah, they beat them up. You know, the Grizz were playing at noon, and then the Bison came on at 1.30. So then, all of a sudden, I'm watching both games right. uh, to some extent for about an hour, hour and a half there. But... Uh, and then Big Sky at, at over there at Columbia and Ivy League. They don't start. They start, they start so late. Right. That like they're in the middle of training camp still right, right now. Right. So uh, but the NFL coming up, what great excitement. Montana, the Grizz Cat game, looking way forward to that. That should be a heck of a game because once again, I think both teams are pretty good football teams. The, the Monday afternoon quarterback each Monday during the five o'clock hour here on New Otters now. It's going to be presented all season long. By Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking, and now proud to present Montana's brand of NFL. Very fun to have this man here with us yet again. He is a guy who worked in the NFL for more than a quarter century. A wealth of knowledge when it comes to talking all things pro football. Well, before we get there, I know you mentioned you're watching the Grizz. What did you think? I thought uh, early on, offense looked great, and then I sort of stalled out for a little while, but then they put in the big quarterback at the end, uh, down the stretch, and boom, pounded them, pounded them, pounded them, and they pull away for a win over a pretty good Butler team. Coulter, here's what I think. I think the Grizzlies right now are a really good football team. I think they've got some talent on this football team, but that's not their goal. Their goal is to be a great football team. For sure. Yeah, so Coulter, how do you get there, right? Okay, 
proper preparation, right? So key. It prevents piss poor performance, right? Of course. So preparation and then the hard work because there is no substitute for the hard work that has to go in to win in a high-level college game. And then you mix that with a little old-school mentality along with the talent they have because here's what happens. Teams either get better or they get worse. And right right now, between game one and two, every now and then it's between game two and three, there's a big jump. Even the really good teams make a big jump. So I'm going to be watching to see, are the Grizz going to go from a really good team to a great team, or are they going to level out? And you level out in many different ways. Many times it's due to injuries. Well, during Bobby Houck's time at Montana, I can tell you this. His best teams have been the ones that have built momentum throughout the scope of a season. So I think a lot of people were thinking the Grizz should win this game by five, six, seven touchdowns. They were 40 point, 38 and a half point favorites, basically, going into it. Uh, that said, I think that when it comes to Coach Houck's teams, every time you notch a win, if you can then build on it, that's what the Grizz do. I mean, I've seen teams that have been pretty okay to, to, to good early that then get so good by the end of the year they go on runs to the national championship game at where Coach Houck has been three times uh, during his time as the head coach of the Grizz. So uh, 1-0 means you have a chance to go 2-0, and that's what Bobby Houck said right after the game, and that's what he said earlier on this week uh, as well. Last thing on this game, Coach, uh, what would you think of uh, the two quarterbacks? Sam Bidlack, uh, his first pick wasn't his fault. The receiver dropped it, went right to the defender's hands. His second pick... It was blown past for text. He got speared right between the shoulder blades while he's throwing the ball. So a little caveat there. Uh, Clifton McDowell, he's athletic. You can definitely tell his uh, that that's the strength of his game. I like both of the quarterbacks. Totally different styles. So I would not be surprised. And I've been there, done that, right, uh, with, with some of the for greatest sure. athletes ever to play the game. But but so I, I was a little surprised. Uh, that they didn't play him in combination, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they do that in the future, where there's a possibility both of those young men, uh, Vidlak and McDowell, are on the field at the same time, or they're coming in and out just a little bit, just a little bit, because when you when you do it uh, rather than doing it like they did, basically the first half was Vidlak's, right, and then the second half was McDowell's. Uh, basically, that's how it went, you, you, you know, big picture wise. So. If you intermix that thing, you pull your opponent's defense apart just a little bit, and I wouldn't be surprised if we would see that type of style. Two totally different style quarterbacks in the game at one time or playing interchangeably uh, dependent on the situation uh, throughout the whole game. You've coached so many great quarterbacks throughout your career, and you've had times when you've had multiple quarterbacks too. There's To me, the crux is... On one hand, having two different styles of quarterbacks that you can play in rotation, like you said, it keeps the defense spread really thin. On the other hand, though, I often wonder if it's hard for guys to get in a rhythm. So how do you balance those one or the other? Yeah, That's a really good point, Coulter, uh, because I do believe in rhythm, right? For sure. Uh, So every quarterback that's the starter, right, and and you have – you have to put it on the table. Okay, here's how this is going to help you and the football team, the offensive football team, which ultimately helps the team, right? Is because they have to put so much much preparation into, let's say, uh, a McDowell, right? Right. A Cliff McDowell. 
your opponent has put, you are going to get a little bit more basic type of secondary rotation uh, uh, blitzes stuff because they're putting so much uh, emphasis and so much time on the other fellas' skills and abilities and that scheme. So that typically works. Now, now a guy like McDowell, he may end up being the starter. I don't know. For I sure. like Vidlak. Uh, I like Vidlak uh, too. Well, well uh, but but let's just say. Uh, he's the athletic one that can still throw the ball. I, I think he's underrated throwing the ball, McDowell, right? But I always wanted to play that type of fella, 8 to 14 plays in a game, two or three every quarter, and then you talk about keeping your opponent off balance. Whether he's in alone and the starter is standing by me on the sideline or they're both in there at the same time, which could very well happen. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mortoweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. It's proudly presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank ex- invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping our communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. Last college question before we talk some NFL, Coach. Um, I know you watched some of the games Thursday. About half the teams in the Big Sky opened yes. up on Thursday. I thought uh, I thought UC Davis and Idaho both looked pretty darn good, and I thought Sac State showed some flashes of being pretty good, too. What did you watch? Who did you watch? What did you like? Yeah, I agree with all of those. I tried to get the Northern Arizona-Arizona game on. I couldn't. I know. I couldn't get the I know. doggone thing on because I wanted to peak. I wanted to peek at Northern Arizona uh, because I think they have a chance to be pretty good, although uh, they only scored three points against Arizona. Arizona beat them up uh, decently. All right, Montana State looks like the Montana State of last year and maybe even a little bit better. I think I'm, the Big Sky, here's the thing I took. The Big Sky has, again, five or six really, really high-level football teams and maybe, maybe, a surprise, I watched a little bit of the Cal Poly game. Hey, now, man. they were playing an undermanned they were, team They there. were. San Diego had a bunch of guys suspended because yeah. of an unfortunate deal going on yeah. there. Yeah, but it looked like Cal Poly knew what they wanted to do. There were very few mistakes, at least in the, in the, in the part of the games that I was watching. And they're really well coached, I think, over there with Coach Wolf. Coach Wolf does a great job. He's a former Big Sky Coach of the Year. Uh, he helped build the foundation there at Eastern Washington, and they rose into a true uh, national championship-level program. So Paul Wolf certainly has experience in the big sky. That's my biggest takeaway early on. We're only one game into this thing, but Miles Hastings at UC Davis, the quarterback, looked great. Giovanni McCoy, the quarterback at Idaho, he looked great. Tom Malott, quarterback at Montana State, he looked great. Sam Heward, who's the five-star kid at Cal Poly, one of the biggest recruits in, in uh, FCS history, he looked great. Yeah. That's why I'm interested in how the Grizz quarterback thing progresses because I do think if the sum of the two parts can come together, that could be a, a really, really incredible weapon for the Grizz. I just think that they need to find some more fluidity, but they have a forgiving non-conference schedule, so they're going to be able to find that, I think. Now, now, one other positive to that is both of the young fellows playing the quarterback position are getting quality experience. For sure. So if one goes down and you have to go with the other one full-time, he's got experience. What's the negative? Neither one of them. And by the way, neither one of them has played much college football That's at right. all. That's right. Up to date, right? That's right. Neither one of them are getting total games, full games. So that's a quite a balancing act. And here's here's what I found uh, through my whole career on coaching. You put everything on the table, right, for those quarterbacks, for the offensive team, and the entire team and staff, so they're 
always there's never a surprise totally. uh, to, to anybody and and nobody's getting uh, all twitchy and upset and these type of things now how about the hit by Fauch yes, my Fouch, man Fauch I saw him the day after yeah. and I called him the hitter that's that's Timmy Houck's old nickname 100%. the hitter and then and then this writer Meyer fella now somebody whispered in my ear because I asked him uh, and and he's, this man's kind of in the know. Who on the football team is kind of unknown to the public yeah. who you think may have a pretty good year here? Ryder Meyer's name came up. So when I was watching the, the game, I'm going, hmm, the man was right. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at the stats after the game. He, this man has 12 tackles. That's a hell of a start for this man and Fouch. And then on the offensive side, you know, the two quarterbacks, pretty good. The Gilman kid, right? Really talented. Yeah, I like him pretty well. Uh, Garrett Graves on defense. Hey, this receiver, uh, Sawyer Racanelli. Yeah. I, he didn't do all that much, but yep. I like the way he approaches the game and goes about his business. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a pretty good year as well. He's got big-time talent. He started his career at Washington. Came to Montana, had terrible luck. He got hurt the second day of spring ball, right when he had got here. Such bad luck. So Grizz fans maybe haven't heard of him because he had to sit out all of last year, but now he's back, and he's certainly on the two deep. So Rockinelli uh, could be a contributor. Got to be happy for Ryer Meyer, too. I mean, he's a, he's a coach's kid. His dad, Les Meyer, one of the great coaches in Montana high school football history, one of the Class B's, great coaches ever there at Fairfield, won over 200 games. Uh, coaches' kids always seem to pick it up pretty darn good. You know this as a a coach who's got kids that are coaches now. Uh, but Meyer had to he had to sit, not sit. He played a lot on special teams. He's been in the rotation a little bit. But yeah, I mean he had the all time leading tackler in the history of the Big Sky Conference in front of him in in, in Robbie Houck. So um, certainly had to be patient to get his opportunity. But he showed really well. I, I was impressed with him. Not only his ability to tackle in the open field, but also his ability uh, to get off blocks as well. Pretty darn impressive. Couple other guys, you know, the Aaron, the receiver, Fonts. Yep. Yeah, Fonts. Look, at, he always is impressive uh, from my perception. I think he is really, really a skilled young man. And then, and then Garrett Graves, I think, I think he'll have an impact uh, as this season goes on. I, th- I think they're really, really talented. Now, the, good, the, the difference between good and great, you go back that hard work, preparation, the old school mentality, whatever it takes to get the next, the, the, the next game won. And then, and then, if you have all that, you put that talent together with all those things. You put no cap on yourself. You can shoot to the moon. You can win the whole ball of wax. Uh, if you have a, if you, if you're missing one of those things, you sort of put a cap on yourself. No one is out. ESPN Radio, Coach Marty Mortowick in studio with us. All right, the NFL's coming. I can't wait. I, I the, my excitement for the NFL builds every year. Sometimes you know you do so much. You know we cover so much college football. I watch so much football. Sometimes you have to take a step back and let yourself smell the flowers and, and realize, hey, my job's pretty darn cool. I get to go to college football games for a living. That's pretty fun. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you get a little bit in the cycle of it and you get kind of numb to it. The NFL makes me more excited every year. Part of this is because I get to hang out with you and talk NFL every Monday. Uh, but also, the league is just so crazy competitive, man. Like, it is just so crazy, the margin of error and how close everybody is. I think coming into this season... The Chiefs are the one team you can say are kind of a little bit ahead of everybody else, and then maybe the Eagles right there, too. I think the Texans and the Cardinals are probably in the mix for the number one pick. Everybody else, it comes down to who gets hurt or not, 
How do you execute? Who stays together? It's insane to me how even the playing field is in the NFL. Even the bounce of the ball sometimes dictates an outcome. Don't be surprised if Arizona and the Texans don't have the first pick. right? (laughs) Because because there's going to be a team that surprises you on the negative end as well. And then there's always going to be a team or even two that surprises you on the top end of the thing. But I agree with you. The Chiefs. Are, are by far, and most of it, excuse me, is because of the great Patrick Mahomes. For sure. So that, uh, we did our 10 best storylines in the NFL this offseason, and I want to rehash some of these uh, with Coach Marty. That's where you start, Coach. This day and age, and not just this day and age, a lot of times throughout all of the, the last 50 years, when guys reach a certain level of power and fame and exposure, yeah. that can get in their way, and it can, it can kind of impede them from having sustainable success. And a lot of times we see guys get knocked from the pillar and then have to come back, you know, like all Tiger Woods or, you know, there's so many stories like it where guys, they reach the pinnacle, they get knocked down, they have to make their valiant comeback. But Mahomes has seen everything from a million different defenses thrown at him to everybody having the target on his back trying to knock him off. So now, you know, he's so overexposed that people are dogging on his wife and his brother and all these things on Twitter. This this, this guy, doesn't it doesn't phase him at all. It's unbelievable. This is one of the great sustained runs of success we've ever seen by a quarterback and a coach. Five straight championship games, three Super Bowls, and two Super Bowl rings. It's pretty amazing that uh, Mahomes has made it this sustainable. Patrick, who I'm biased towards, as you know. Of course. I know him just a little bit, just enough to know that this overexposure will not uh, defeat him in any way. You mentioned it. He grew up with a dad that was a pro baseball player. For sure. That pays off. That experience pays off. Uh, Once you get to that level, you see it happen quite a little bit. And, and. Uh, things start to pull at a player just a little bit, and then and then all of a sudden, all those little pulls becomes uh, uh, you, you know breaking back towards the ground. I don't think that'll ever happen with Patrick Mahomes. He's got a great support system there with Andy and the rest of the fellows and and his teammates. Uh, but you make a good point. Too much is just as bad as not enough, especially early, right, in a, in a young player's career, and especially at the quarterback position. And so I would tell the fellows, all the fellows, but especially the quarterbacks, hey, look, in the offseason, you can run and gun a little bit with all these commercials and all this right. other time span. But during the season, during the season, let's, let's tighten it up just a little bit, right? And I think Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that can naturally just tighten it up and focus in on the next game and the preparation that goes into it. One thing that I think so many of our listeners, including myself, uh, watched over the summer was the Netflix quarterback documentary. Did, did you get a chance to see this at all? No, I didn't see it. I lived it. I, I know what goes on. Exactly what right. the hell? I, one of these days, I might take a quick <laughs> peek at it. I, I I have heard from multiple people that it was it was uh, an intriguing type of series. It's interesting for sure. I think that the number one impression, that a lot of the, the people that I work with, the gals particularly, they want to watch it because they thought it was going to be like a reality TV show with a bunch of drama. And I heard multiple comments from them saying, well, this is boring. These guys don't do anything. And I said, well, right. This isn't like about these guys going out and like trying to find a girlfriend. These guys are just dads that have the the most demanding jobs in the country. Patrick Mahomes doesn't do anything besides train, give his kid a bath and go home and go to bed. That's about it. Playing quarterback in the National Football League, don't kid yourself, it's blue collar. 
period. You know, a lot of people think it's all this glamour. Coaching as well, right? Uh, so playing and coaching in the NFL is blue collar. All this glamour stuff on a rare occasion. Right. But man, during those seven or eight months, it is so unglamorous. Lack of sleep, right? I would I would always try to get a little sleep on Friday night. And if I didn't get it on Friday night, I'd try to get it on Saturday night. And I would I, I noticed Bobby Houck at the uh, quarterback club meeting. Uh, last night was really the only night I get to do it because I get right. to go on with Coulter uh, for this radio show. But he mentioned he does not like night games particularly. He likes to, you know, the noon games and all. I used to love four o'clock games or night games. Why? Because I could sleep in just a little bit sure. uh, game day and be wired up for it. Because as players and coaches, you want to be your very best at your very best when that game starts. Well, the top ten storylines coming into the NFL season, you know, Cam Mahomes continue to sustain. All all signs point towards absolutely. I think he is a transcendent talent. I mean, he's already one of the great quarterbacks ever played in the NFL, and that's why the Chiefs are the team to beat until they don't have him under center. But the other guy who I think has a chance to really remind people of who he is is Lamar Jackson. Last year, there was you know all the stuff with the contract, and you know where's Lamar at? Yada yada yada. Well. Now he's got the deal. They gave him a bunch of new toys on offense. It's so funny how fickle the league is, man. I think some people forget. Like, this guy was the MVP of the league when he was 23 years old. I mean, he's one of the greatest young quarterbacks the National Football League has ever seen. So uh, do you think being more satisfied, being more comfortable is going to help Lamar Jackson? Well, this is a young, talented man with a new coordinator, a new offense, with a bunch of talent around him. If he can keep himself reasonably healthy, for the, the I would not be surprised if another MVP of the National Football League comes his way. Now, you know I'm biased towards him as well. Oh, for sure. Right? I know this man. I know this man. You know, you know. The money, it was not, a, I'm, you know, you t- anybody who says it's not about the money, it is. I'm just <laughs> telling you, it was principle with this young man with sure. his contract, yeah. right? It wasn't the amount particularly. He was going to make a ton anyway, right? It wasn't the amount. It was just the principle. And he is really, really hard-headed when it comes to the way he lives his life and all. The one little thing is I've, I've talked to a few people that, that uh, are very close. He's changed just a little bit, and I hope he hasn't changed much uh, with this new contract thing going through the drama leading up to it. I hope he hasn't changed much because he was built. He was built to play quarterback in the National Football League for a long, long time. Well, I mean, there's, there's, just, there's just nobody else that's electric like him. I mean, he he's truly... I, I would say he's the greatest running quarterback in the history of the NFL, besides Michael Vick, probably. Uh, well, I, I would say Michael Vick would be the correlation, yeah. but, but they're different styles. They're, no, they're Mike, different. That's what yeah. I'm saying is Lamar Jackson's a little bit better of a traditional quarterback even than Michael Vick. You coached both of them. Oh, Michael Vick played the quarterback position at a real high level <laughs> in 2000, and that might have been. I'm not as good with years as you are, but it might have been 2010, somewhere in there. I mean, he was playing the quarterback position at a really because of hard work. For sure. He, coming out of the can. He was willing to do anything to become a great quarterback, and and he did. You know, that's a great story. He started at the bottom, went to the top, crash and burn, and then back to the top. For sure. And then, and then he stayed there, so I'm I'm biased towards him. Uh, if, if Lamar can keep his health reasonable throughout the year, he'll become one of those quarterbacks. Now, getting back to the running, Lamar's more silky, right? For sure. He's smooth. 
the dude runs 4-3, legitimate. <laughs> For sure. Right? Mike was kind of the same, but Mike was more straight line one move. Right. Right? So, so sort of, de- but the outcomes are still at Mike Vick could choose some yardage up oh, like man. fast. Uh, but but he, be, he became playing the quarterback position. What does that mean? Playing the quarterback position. Play the play, run the play first. Go through your read. Go through your progression. Move when you're forced to move. Uh, right, and then when you do, uh, be disciplined and turn it loose. But other than that, uh, before you're forced to move, play the position. One afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking. We're going to come back to the young quarterbacks because there's another guy in there that can run pretty good, Justin Fields, I want to ask you about. But but keeping on the line of the, the elite guys in the league, we saw Josh Allen take this giant next step a couple of years ago. Right. And now I think he needs to sort of be sustained and consistent. But Justin Herbert, he, he was sort of like the, the shiny new toy, the breakout guy. But now he his next step is getting the Chargers to actually be a true contender. How does he go about doing that? Yeah, a true contender year in and year out. Yeah. So his challenge, he's already proven that he can play at a high level, right? Now his challenge is get his team in the end zone time after time after time. Lead his teams to wins time after time after time, win after win after win. So we're talking about playing at that high level on a really consistent basis, no matter what comes at you. That's his next challenge. Josh Allen is already there. For Josh Allen now, look, this man, uh, my only concern with him is uh, is, is health. He's got to protect himself a little bit better. He does. He's, little, he's reckless All those times. hits at some point uh, will we'll pull him down just a little bit, right? So now we've talked about... It's a little bit of a timing for him. It will happen for Josh Allen. It's just when will it pop for him. And to win a Super Bowl, there's a lot of things that have to fall into place, including the bounce of a ball on occasion. Well, the thing that's, I think, individually, there's certainly things that each Herbert and Allen can get a little better at. The biggest challenge for each of them, though, is that they're both in the AFC with the guy we just talked about, Patrick Mahomes, and the other guy we just talked about, Lamar Jackson, and the guy we're going to talk about here in a minute in Joe Burrow. This is one of the most stacked AFC groups of quarterbacks we ever see. Great young quarterbacks. You know, I heard on occasion throughout the past few years, it was a few years, where's the next great quarterbacks going to come from? Right. Well, they come from all over, right? They're drafted at different times, all right? Uh, but there will always be a handful of great quarterbacks. And I think there might be a, a, a couple more than that right now in the National Football League. You know, Coulter, we've talked about this before. There's a lot of talent out there playing the quarterback position. A lot of guys who can drop back and throw. And a lot of guys who can look great in a workout or seven-on-seven. Seven. But there's only a select few men in this world that can play quarterback in the National Football League at a high level. And you just named most of them right there. More of the top 10 storylines coming into the NFL season. It opens on Thursday. That's only a couple days from now. We'll do that plus some division-by-division breakdowns and maybe some division winner picks as well. The Monday afternoon quarterback presented proudly by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is your Montana brand of banking, and the Monday afternoon quarterback is your Montana brand of NFL. Happy to have Stockman Bank on board once again. More on the Monday afternoon quarterback right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah, but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. We got a short time to get there, so we got to keep on rolling. Monday Afternoon Quarterback presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking. Marty Mornaway in studio with us, as he will be for the second hour of every Monday show for the duration of the NFL season, talking all things NFL. I want to talk about the young quarterbacks in the league. There's always a guy or two that that makes a jump, and I think there's a bunch of guys that are sort of in that category that could boost their teams. The Titans had a down year last year after making the playoffs three years in a row. I don't necessarily know if you could blame it on Ryan Tannehill, but they certainly have been trying to build for the future. They took Malik Willis in the draft two years ago. They took Will Levis in the draft this year. So I think they certainly know it's going to be time to move on from Tannehill at some point. Desmond Ritter took over midseason last year for uh, Marcus Mariota uh, in Atlanta. The Brock Purdy-Trey Lance saga played out, and Brock Purdy's the guy, and Trey Lance got shipped off in San Francisco. And then Justin Fields took his lumps last year big time for the the Bears, but uh, he's a really, really talented athlete. So... What do you think of sort of these young quarterbacks? Is there anybody out of that list that you think maybe could make a big jump? Yeah, I do. I think I think all of them have a possibility to make a big jump. I'll tell you, the rookie that was the most talented dude and was my evaluation was this man out of Florida. He's with the Colts now, Anthony Richardson, and and if, if you know he's going to get his opportunity, For if sure. he can kind of hold it together. Here's the problem with a rookie. Playing quarterback in the National Football League, you better have a good defense, and you better play a little bit towards that defense. Uh, Flacco had that. Uh, Big Ben, Roethlisberger had that. Marino, to some extent, had it. Right? You better have that team well-oiled. If if you ever even think about a rookie quarterback having really good success. So uh, uh, that falls into place with all of these young quarterbacks. It takes everybody playing at a pretty good level to allow these young quarterbacks to show their skill and ability. The way it played out in San Francisco, you and I were both kind of on the same page last year. There was this whole narrative of, of Brock Purdy is, you know, he's this complete underdog, Mr. Irrelevant, whatever. But then you watch him play, and you're like, this guy's pretty dang good. Like, who cares if he's a seventh-round pick? He's good. And and I think San Francisco decided exactly that. I know they're taking a bunch of heat for taking Trey Lance so high no. in the draft and then that not working out, but... Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there saying bad moves by San Francisco. I disagree. I think Brock Purdy is good. Yeah. Well, there came a time during this training camp at some point that they they knew that Purdy, and they had said it way before that, but Purdy is their man. Yeah. And 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 the first round pick wasn't Trey Lance, right? Trey, right? So so then. The best GMs, the best organizations, the best head coaches can go, okay, look, we made a mistake. For us, at least. Maybe not for another team. Sure. Uh, you know, right. but, but for us. And then 
you correct the mistake and do it as fast as you can. I would never give up on a young, talented man at any position, but especially the quarterback position. And I'm hoping for the Niners' sake, but they don't care. Well, and sometimes you have to just preserve the asset too, right? Yeah. Like, you know you have two young quarterbacks. You're going to have to give them each contracts at some point. So how do you go about then affording that, right? Yes. You're not going to keep both of them. Yes. And so I think that they just decided, hey, we got our, our young guy. He's actually probably going to be more affordable in the short and long term. And you got you got to get something for Trey Lance while he's still worth something. Yes, and Trey Lance is, is a talented young man that's been through some injuries. Uh, it hasn't worked for him up to date. But how many times have we seen a good young player uh, and, and a new environment uh, create a high level of play on a consistent basis? So I'm hoping that for this young quarterback. Now, uh, I was talking to a fella uh, the other day that I do know pretty well, and I know Kyle pretty good. You know, Shanahan never never coached with him or anything like that, but I know him a little bit. But but the the thought is, once you get into Kyle Shanahan's doghouse, there's no exit door. I, I you know, so Kyle is sort of built that way just a little bit, right? And so maybe, maybe that happened with this quarterback type of situation. And Brock Purdy came out and played so well. I, I, I'm not sure it's ever been done that well. For sure. With with a seventh-round pick uh, uh, going in and, and, and leading his team to win after win after win. I think he went, what did he go, 6-7-1, and one, something like that, maybe even better than that. The best thing going on the University of Montana campus, all due respect to the football team, the uh, volleyball team, and all the other fall sports. Right now, it's the Grizz soccer team. They won 1-0 to zero over Oklahoma uh, over the weekend, and uh, they still are without a loss. They tied Ohio State. They have some great wins over North Dakota, North Dakota State. They play Colorado State Thursday here in Missoula. You want to go check them out? We got two tickets for you. And we got a $25 gift card to Canby Tap House for you right there on Higgins. So here's what you do. Caller number 3-406-888-1029. You call us. We'll give you a pair of tickets and a gift card. You got to go pick them up at Canby. Plan around it. it. It starts at 5 p.m. Get yourself a little dinner. We're going to pick up the check with the gift card and uh, go enjoy yourself some Grizz Soccer, another Mountain West team in uh, Missoula. So uh, do that right now, 406-888-1029. Grizz Soccer tickets plus Canby Tap House gift cards for you all throughout soccer season. It's the Monday Afternoon Quarterback presented by Stockman Bank of Montana, Montana's brand of banking. Marty Mornoway in studio with me. Uh, last thing from a big-picture perspective, Coach, before we get it, I guess two more things on a big-picture perspective before we talk about some of the favorites in each division. Uh, number one, the New Sports Illustrated landed in the mailbox last week. One of your guys, Jalen Hurts, is on the cover. Uh, the story is really long, so I haven't got through it all, but it's uh, it's a great story of of this young man. You have been on him from the very beginning. You said he has the the moxie and the the inside stuff that it takes to be a quarterback. And then last year, I mean, you were the first to call it. He, he had a breakout year. He's one of the best players in the entire uh, National Football League. And uh, then he got the big extension this summer. So pretty cool. A couple of your guys, Lamar and, and, J- and Jalen Hurts, they both uh, they got what they deserved. They got what they earned. It was a good offseason for the rookies that I coached. Uh, in the past, both Jalen, all, all three of them, Jalen and, and and Lamar and the great Geno Smith, all signed huge contracts this offseason. So it was quite rewarding uh, for us here in Missoula, Montana, for my family at least. Now, look, Geno, when we drafted him, 
sort of at the top of that second round. If you remember, he slid. He slid in the green he did. room. He did. Big time, right? So uh, we, we select him because he was a young, talented guy. I, I thought at that point that it would be year four or five for him where he was playing at his best level, yep. right? We were forced to play him as a rookie, and he goes 8-8 eight and eight in the National Football League. <clears throat> Uh, and he'd have a really good game and a bad game and a good game. It kind of went like that. And then, and then in the middle, he, he got bogged down just a little bit. And then, and then all of a sudden, Geno Smith wins three out of four in his rookie year uh, to close the season out and knock a playoff team out of the playoffs and be one game out of the playoffs himself. So, uh, and then he went through all kinds of craziness, right? A, a knockout in the locker room, an ACL. He, he had an opportunity with the Giants, and he comes down with an ACL. And then all those things. So flash forward a decade, and he gets another opportunity and makes good on it. Talk about pe- perseverance. What's the next step for Jalen Hurts? Because he, he, he's got such great athleticism. He's got such a great arm. But teams are going to show them different looks for sure. As we always see, There's there's been a lot of months to prepare new schemes for the Eagles' offense. Okay, when you draft a quarterback, one of the questions I always have, you know, all the skill and ability, and so everything goes into it. Instincts, Trump, you know, decision-making, accuracy, timing, all those things, right? So important. But the one question, is this young man built yeah. to play quarterback in the National Football League? Does, is he tough, both physically and mentally? Can he hold up to the media scrutiny that surrounds a starting NFL quarterback? Can he lead men? Can he lead men that are older than him? Can this young man lead men of a dude that's got three kids and right. a wife, right? right? Uh, and I mean, his center, Jason Kelsey, is probably 15 years older than him. Yeah, that's right. You're exactly <laughs> right. So, so that... That was that was a big question I have in drafting any quarterback. And Jalen Hurts, dad was a high school is a high school yep. football coach, grew up with that. There was no question in my mind when we drafted him that he would be a top flight quarterback within a couple of years. And and really, really he played a little bit as a rookie when I was coaching him. And then he got his opportunity in his second year, about mid season of that second year. He hit it, and then the third year, uh, there's no stopping Jalen uh, because he's built to play quarterback in the NFL. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mortaweg in studio with us. It's presented by Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking, and this is your Montana brand of NFL here each Monday during the 5 o'clock hour. Stockman Bank, it's where I do most of my banking. They have uh, such great people to work with, and that's the best part. You get to talk to a real person. I did a whole bunch of refinancing with a whole bunch of uh, reallotment of some business stuff, and they took care of business. It's so nice when you have a question, you can just call them, and they answer. It's not a service. It's an actual real person. You can just go down there and see people you know and uh, made some great friends down there at Stockman Bank. Have some great friends down there at Stockman Bank, so we appreciate their uh, continued support of us here at ESPN Radio, especially for the Monday afternoon quarterback. Division by division, we'll go rapid fire to take you home here on this Tuesday. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Little Johnny Cash for you on the way back here on this Tuesday. This will almost always be on Mondays. We just were off yesterday, long weekend. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. It is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaweg in studio with us. Man, the coach more than 25 years in the NFL. And uh, will join us once a week to break down all things NFL uh, throughout the football season. All right, Coach, we only have about seven minutes left, so let's just go rapid fire. Let's go division by division. Who you think is the favorites? We'll start out west. Who's the favorite in the AFC you got to go first, and I work off your brilliance. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, in, the, uh, in the AFC West, I think it's a no-brainer. I got the Chiefs. Okay. I would say the Chiefs, unless... Unless something crazy happens to Patrick Mahomes, right, and then and then a whole host of teams. Don't be surprised if the Raiders do a little bit better than people expect. And I do like the Chargers; they're built to have success. A- NFC West, it's I think it's a two-team division. It's the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. I actually think the Seahawks are going to be way better than people think, uh, but I still I'm thinking the Niners. I'm I'm. Uh, Flat down on the Niners. I And I love Geno Smith, but I just think the Niners are built really, really well. I they think are. Lynch has done a brilliant job at the GM spot, and, and Kyle does a great job coaching the football team. Yeah. The only negative is they've been through several years of injury-prone things. They, they have. Things. So uh, unless that happens, I'm going with the 49ers. When you got so many guys, I mean, they, they have – a handful of guys who are all you know top twenty five players in the in the NFL. It takes you a long ways. When you got, I mean, Nick Bosa's a top ten guy. Fred Warner's a top twenty guy. Christian McCaffrey's a top ten guy. I mean, they got a lot of dudes. So uh, talent gets you pretty far, especially if those guys can get healthy. Uh, all right, let's go to the South, the AFC South. Uh, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you really? I do. I think the Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. Uh, I think him taking the next step. It's between them and Tennessee, I think. Unless your guy, Anthony Richardson, who I know you really like a lot. If he has a great year in Indianapolis, maybe, but I don't know. I think Anthony Richardson, he hasn't played all that much. But he's only way. played like 13 games. Right, and yeah. that, that's that's always a little bit of a red flag. But I, I suspect they're going to want to get him experience. So I suspect he will have an up-and-down year there in Indianapolis. I think the Tennessee Titans, if they can get that quarterback 
playing in that quarterback situation straight yep, now. Yep. They've been through too many of them. Yeah, you know, draft a man, train him, yep. and, and get him to play quarterback the one the way you want to play him. I, I I think that they may end up the Tennessee Titans winning that division. How about NFC South, the uh, New Orleans Saints are definitely the favorites. Uh, Carolina is a really intriguing team to me. You got a new head coach in Frank Reich, who's a good coach. You got the number one pick in Bryce Young. A lot of people say he's too small, whatever. I'm not buying it. Bryce Young was electric in college. He's got a dynamite arm, and he can move really well in the pocket, too. Uh, and in Atlanta, I mean, they got Desmond Ritter coming up, and uh, they got some decent talent. But I, I don't know. I, th- I don't think either of the Southern divisions are very strong. I don't think anybody coming out of those divisions are really going to contend. Right, right. I, and, and I like Frank Reich. Yeah. And I like their quarterback, uh, Young. Yep. Right, uh, and and the only thing he has to figure out, Young, I'm talking about Bryce Young, yeah, from Alabama, yeah, he's got to figure out what he can get away with and what he can't at the NFL level. There will be defensive tackles that may be as fast or faster than him. Certainly ends, For and sure. certainly outside linebackers. So you know, with his size, you've got to see in lanes, you got to throw in lanes. So the speed of the game probably will not affect him. Uh, uh, but but what he can get away with and what he can't, because he's got to move and groove a little bit with his size. Four minutes left, so we'll just go quickly. The uh, NFC North, I think there's a, a lot of uh, sort of a logjam there. People think the Packers are going to be bad without Aaron Rodgers. I disagree. I think they'll be okay. But I also think every team in the division is just okay. I don't think the Bears could win it, but I think in any of the other three could win it, given what side the ball bounces on. I like Detroit. Yeah. I liked them last year. Yep. And they finished the year great the second half of the season. Yeah, they had a rough start. I like them again this year. Why? They've got the hard work, the preparation, the old school mentality going. They're filling that defense with some talented young men. That's the key for them. Their defense, if they can be in the middle of the road, they'll be in the playoffs. AFC North, I think, is the best division of football. I think all four of the teams could be playoff contenders. I think uh, at least two, if not three of them, could actually be like conference championship game type contenders as well. I, I I'm totally drinking the Kool Aid with Lamar Jackson getting his, the contract figured out, getting weapons around him. I, I, I the Bengals are really good, but I, I'm picking the Ravens. I'm on Baltimore as well. I'm biased towards the Baltimore Ravens. But if you look at those teams, look what they have. They all have pretty good defense, but they've got a top ten type of quarterback, yep. and that's why that 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 division is one of the very best in all of football. NFC East. Again, I think a strong division. I actually think the Commanders could be better, and I think that you know the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles all made the playoffs last year. Wouldn't be surprised if they all make the playoffs again. But it's the Eagles that are the favorites in the NFC. I, I used to love beating up on the Cowboys. You know, <laughs> just beat uh, the living bleep out of them, right? Now, now I'm feeling a little sorry for them. I mean, good God, they're always a talented team. Always talented. And they can't pull it off. And I can't say I'm rooting for them, but don't be surprised if the Cowboys win that thing. But what would it take for them to get over the top against Philly, though? I mean, because Philly has so much coming back. Yeah, I, I think Philly would have to have one of those years where they lose a couple guys at yeah. key positions uh, for the for the Cowboys to win, or the ball bounces their way, or they just play. They beat the teams right at the right moment. You know, sometimes it's not how many, it's when. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then that momentum thing carries you throughout the season. The key is. Playing your very best football down the stretch and into the playoffs. So whichever team in that division does that will likely go far. Just about a minute left. AFC East, 
also filled with intrigue. I don't know about the Patriots. I would I do wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots bounce back to a playoff level this year. I think it's a three horse race though for the actual uh, division title. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on the Jets, man. I, I think the Jets are phenomenal on defense, and Aaron Rodgers has still got a little juice left. I, I'm picking the Jets, even though it's unpopular. I know people love the Bills and the Dolphins. Yeah, I like the Bills. I don't like the Dolphins as much as as, as others. Uh, the Jets, they've got, at worst, a really good defense yeah. combined with a MVP, a Super Bowl winner, one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, that's, that's a successful uh, acquisition, even... Even with the, their new quarterbacks, all his little quirks, right, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, even with all those quirks, I think they have a real chance to go all the way. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of banking. The Monday afternoon quarterback is Montana's brand of NFL. Appreciate Marty Mornoweg, longtime NFL coach, for joining us here in studio this week. And like he will, for the next five months, this is going to be really fun. We're looking forward to it. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.